Blog Talk Radio. This is the Light of Truth Radio broadcast with Michael Boldea. All right, welcome to the program and thank you for joining us. This is the Light of Truth Radio broadcast. I am, as always, your uh, humble and ever eloquent host, Michael Boldea. And uh, as always, uh, whenever we are recording this program, I let you know up front, just uh, for the sake of posterity, as well as uh, knowing, you know, it was recorded. And if something happens between now and the time of airing, you'll know, hey, he didn't skip something. So here we are. Yes, we are recording this program, but we are recording it today, the year of our Lord, 2021, on October the 14th, which, oddly enough, is also air date, because we tried to record these programs as close to the time they're supposed to air as possible, uh, just so we can get uh, the pulse, as it were, of everything that's happening in the nation and in the world. And boy, are a lot of things happening, both in the nation and in the world. Um, look, okay, see, I, I wasn't I wasn't even going to go here, never mind start out this way, but I've been getting emails uh, that have a waft of American prophetic to them, and uh, I just want to nip it in the bud. Again, I, if, if you want to go down the road of American prophetic, who am I to stop you? Because the newest prophetic insight is that there will be a turning of the tide against Joe Biden. I'm sorry. When was there ever a tide for Joe Biden? It was all illusory. It was fake. This thing was stolen. And the propagandists in the media covered it up. This is why Pantsuit Barbie came out and said, before we can reconcile and make peace and come together, the other side has to acknowledge, agree, and validate the fact that Joe Biden won 80 million votes. That's the way you shut down conversation, is by demanding that the other side uh, acquiesce. The other side say, yup, you won all right. Look, Let's Go Brandon has now become an international phenomenon. They're doing it in Italy. If there really was a guy named Brandon, he could probably make a billion dollars just hawking Pepsi products or something. That's how popular this name has become. So let's not, okay? The problem here is this. It's going to get worse. It's going to get markedly worse. And what do people do when... A dementia-ridden old man wearing adult diapers tells them to eat cake, and there isn't even any cake to be had. Because this is where we're creeping up towards. Because it's not like Mr. Robinette knows where he's at half the time, never mind what's going on with the economy. Now, if you go back uh, in the archives of this program, we started talking about this two months, three months ago. Supply chain issues, chicken at $200 a pound, inflation going out of control. And even back then, there were people going, oh, come on, Mike, it's not going to get that bad. 
Look, you give these people more credit than they deserve. You, you think they're rational, intelligent human beings. Because I've heard this idea, too. Well, this is being done on purpose. No, they're that incompetent. Do you understand? This should scare you more than anything else. It's not being done on purpose. They're that incompetent. The only thing they knew was to, to throw out a Hail Mary uh, consisting of Kamala Harris and Joe Robinette Biden. They themselves didn't think they could win. Why do you think Kamala Harris was so excited when she, we did it, Joe, and Joe's sitting there licking an ice cream cone going, what do we do? What do we do? Do you understand how bad it has to be that not even the propagandist can cover for him anymore? Do you understand how bad the dementia has gotten where even the hardcore propagandists, the lick spittles, those that are in a permanent prostrate position ready to lick the mud off the boot, even they can't cover for the ineptitude of this administration anymore. That, likewise. But hey, American prophetic, the tide is going to turn. And what? Do you think they're going to give up power without bloodshed? Are you, are you serious? Do you think they risk federal prison and indictments and fines and everything else to steal this election just to give it away to the next guy that's going to run in three years? If you think that, then you don't understand human history. Look back throughout history. Tell me one time when the power mad, the communists, the socialists, whatever you want to call them, gave back power willingly. They think Donald Trump tried to undermine the peaceful transition of power. Wait until 2024. But see, then the propagandists will change their tune again. What's the, I, I heard this and it was just, again, if you still believe that what the media is feeding you isn't straight-up horse manure. I, I can't help you at this point. So uh, the way they try to spin the fact that come Christmas, shelves will be bare, is that you didn't really expect to go back to the way it used to be, did you? That is how CNN and all the other monsters with human skin on their skulls tried to spin this thing. What happened to build back better? I thought we were supposed to be better off than we were under the big orange guy. You remember him, the mean tweet? You remember that, don't you? We're going to build back better and stronger, and, and we're going to have the greatest economy, and gas is going to be free. And we're not going to have the mean tweets anymore. Remember Beth Moore was all beclamped at the idea that someone would tweet out something she didn't agree with? We haven't even started. There's people writing me, brother, it's getting bad. Are you? No, it's not. Not yet. It will. If you think this is bad, I'm sorry for you. I'm very, very sorry for you. So we're going to get through a couple of stories because there's one that really just hit me hard. Because I am a father of two girls. And we're going to get into this. 
so you understand where we're headed, so you understand that there is a protected class in this country. And they can come out and literally rape your daughter in a high school bathroom and nothing happens to them. I know you're thinking to yourself, Brother Mike, you've crossed the line. Yeah, that's kind of hyperbolic. That's the kind of exaggeration that leads to people getting angry. Isn't that a, a variation of what Beth tried to so sternly correct us all about? Your, your words will lead to violence. You stop being so hyperbolic. No, it, it, this actually happened. We're going to get into it because I'm, I'm disgusted and I'm angry and I don't know how the parents of this girl are still coping. How do you cope with something like this? And they're going to keep protecting a certain class of sexual deviant. They're going to keep protecting a certain class of reprobate until the average citizen has had enough. And when, once that beast is set loose... Once the normal guy who just wants to be left alone and wants, you know, to live the American dream, work his nine to five, pay his taxes, hug his kids. Once that individual, and there's a lot of them in this country, once that individual is forced to act, you're not putting that monster back in the box. I don't care what promises they make. I don't care how many boys in skirts they put in jail. It'll be the end of it. Because the rage that is pent up in the hearts and souls of countless individuals, only growing exponentially because of what they see happening in their country, And after we get into this story, I want to talk about two, well, at least one very uncomfortable question. And it's because there are a lot of believers living with a certain expectation of how things are supposed to play out. And my question to you and to those people who are dead set on either pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib, this has to happen before that has to happen or anything else. Is God any less sovereign if things don't turn out the way you thought they should, hoped they should, or thought they would? That's, that's the question of the day. Any less sovereign if things don't turn out the way you thought they should, hoped they should, or believed they would? Because this is a very important question. There are a lot of believers who have set their hearts and minds on a certain narrative. And I fear that when their expectations don't materialize, when what they believed would happen doesn't happen the way they thought it would happen, 
it, it will shake their faith. But before we get into that, because I want to I wanna get into Jonah a little bit, I want to get into Daniel 3 a little bit, and, and understand the nuanced difference between words like God is able and God will. Or the fact that God reserves the right to change his mind regarding anything that he foresees, foreshadows, foretells. So let's get into this. Because uh, I want to save as much time as I can for... uh, for this question, because we have we have to unravel it, because uh, the average American is about to see things that they never thought they'd see in their life. See, those of us that are immigrants to this country, those of us that have worked in third world countries, those of us that lived under tyrannical regimes, we're more psychologically prepared than people who've been living in America all their life. Why, why, why do you think it's the people that lived under communism that are trying to warn the loudest that it's not what you people want? You think you want it, but you don't. And it's people who've never experienced a day of it that embrace it wholeheartedly. So I think anyone that's lived in a third world country for any amount of time is better equipped mentally for what's about to come. Those of you that have been living here all your lives, I I understand that some of you don't realize it and don't acknowledge it, but you've been living sheltered lives. Even the poorest among us is in the top 2% of the world's wealthiest people. Do you understand this? What, What we throw away other people pray to have one day when they deem themselves a success in other nations in the world. Lack is coming. Uncertainty is coming. Fear is coming. Hunger is coming. Because when we had everything, when we had plenty, we neither honored God nor thanked him nor were grateful for his many blessings. We took them for granted. We thought we were owed these things just because we were born in America or became Americans. You're owed nothing. And soon you will understand just how cruel life can be. And I know, I know, brother, we're never going to be here for those days. And if you are, is God any less sovereign? Because between your hope that you won't be here to see those days and what the Word of God says we will live to see before the return of Christ, I tend to believe the Word of God. I, look, I wish I could get on the hope train It's a fun ride until it hits the cliff. Brother, no need to worry. Hallelujah. Jesus took the wheel and he's in control. 
Oh, wow. I just wrote a song. I, I, I want my royalties. But this is the mindset of Christians. They see things getting progressively worse, and they're willing to do nothing because they think any day now, just any day now, you know the song. We used to sing it back in the old Assembly of God churches. And so because in our minds, we think that, hey, it, it doesn't concern us. What happens tomorrow doesn't concern us because we'll be gone today. And because so many Christians are sitting on the sidelines saying nothing, doing nothing, because they think it doesn't concern them. Every day gets just a little worse. And they're thinking to themselves, well, I, maybe tomorrow. This happened in Virginia. I'm going to take a sip of my delicious beverage while it's still hot. And if I can get through this story without screaming, uh, I will have considered myself one that is a master of self-control. <sighs> so here we go. Parents in Loudoun County, Virginia, were livid Tuesday night over an alleged cover-up of sexual assault as debate rages over a transgender policy allowing male students to use female facilities such as restrooms and locker rooms. As I said, I'm seeing this story to the, through, through the prism of being a father of two. Not boys, but girls. I'm a father of two daughters. And so this is the prism that I see this story through. Tuesday's Loudoun County School Board meeting, which has been a national hotbed of controversy over the implementation of radical critical race theory and transgender policies, was dominated by parents speaking up about the alleged cover-up of a sexual assault by a student who identifies as a transgender woman, according to an explosive report. Many parents called for the resignation of school board members. If that's all the parents did, then they too were masters of self-control because you need to understand exactly what happened here. The father of an alleged Stonebridge High School victim, Scott Smith, claimed that a boy who was wearing a skirt had entered the girl's bathroom at the high school and sexually assaulted his ninth grade daughter. Subsequently, the boy was charged with two counts of forcible sodomy, one count of anal sodomy, and one count of forcible fellatio that day at school. Let that sink in. You send your child to school. They've made it all the way through the eighth grade into the ninth freshman in high school. And some deviant pretending to be a girl wearing a skirt forcibly sodomizes her, anally sodomizes her, and forces her to perform fellatio. I know, why are we speaking of these things? Because this is the world you live in. Stop cl 
clutching your pearls and pretending it's not happening. A sexual deviant in a skirt sodomized a girl in a high school bathroom. In Virginia, not in L.A., not in California, not in New York, not where all the crazy people live. In Virginia. And wait till you see what happened to this confused individual. They tried to cover this up. They tried to cover up a rape. A rape. And you know why? I bet you if it was the captain of the football team, if it was Johnny Testosterone, if he was toxically masculine and muscular, he would have been expelled the same day. His name would have been put in every newspaper. This is the rapist. Do you understand that the only reason this animal was allowed to continue to go to that school after raping a girl, forcibly sodomizing her, is because he was wearing a skirt? That is the only reason. I don't care how many excuses the school board comes up with. The fact that there's still a school board is astounding to me. How much more do you think the average individual will take before you hear the snap? Call this American prophetic if you want, because Lord knows everyone else doing it. The tide will turn against Joe Robinette. Shut up. There was never a tide to begin with. But here, if you want to go down the road of American prophetic, here's one for you. If the average citizen continues to believe that he will never get justice from the justice system, at some point, And I believe sooner rather than later, individual folks will try to make justice for themselves. If you uncage this beast, if you spit in people's faces and you tell them it's raining day in and day out, if you allow a rape to go unpunished, if you try to cover up a rape and a sodomization of a ninth, Ninth ninth grade girl in the high school bathroom just because the pervert was wearing a skirt. You will unleash a beast in this country that you will be terrified at what it will do. Understand this. Call it American Prophetic. But if this continues and if the pattern becomes consistent, if some people are above the law just because they're sexually deviant or mentally ill and they're allowed to get away with rape, the average citizen in this country will seek justice their own way. 
Let's continue with this because, I, like I said, as a father of two daughters, this this just it. I I, I didn't even sleep well last night. I read the story yesterday. So according to ABC7 News, the same juvenile suspect was charged with a second sexual assault at another Loudoun County school after the May 28th incident. So what did the school board do? He's a transgender. So they moved him to another school where he raped another girl. Why are these people still serving on the school board? At Tuesday's school board meeting, members were questioned heavily on how this could happen in their county, with Speaker Monica Sadeghi saying, how do you expect parents across this county to drop off their kids and entrust you all to keep them safe when you've shown on more than one occasion that you're not up for the job? They're not up for the job. They're zealots. They don't care that your child is getting raped and sodomized as long as the narrative continues to hold. Transgenderism is perfectly acceptable. So what if the young man wears a skirt? Well, there you go. I know it's an uncomfortable topic. So many are coming out. Apparently, crazy's catchy. I don't know what to tell you. But between... Believers doing nothing, thinking that they're about to get raptured, and the narrative continuing to be played out, wherein if you say anything, including about rape, if you say anything, well, you're just transphobic. No, but I'm sorry. I'd rather my daughter not get sodomized in a high school bathroom by a perp. Thank you very much. I don't care if that makes me seem transphobic. Look, I just all things being fair, cards on the table here. If something like this happened to my daughter, one of us isn't seeing another sunrise. I don't care how messed up, mentally ill, transgender, whatever you think you are. You do this to one of my kids, you're not seeing another sunrise. But Brother Mike, aren't we supposed to forgive? I'm more of a Mosaic Law kind of guy. Eye for an eye and all that good jazz. Look, we need balance in the church, man, because we're all, we're all just soft, pudgy things that are rolling over and accepting every single perversion. Because we don't, we're, is this the mountain we're willing to die on? Apparently, we're not willing to die on any mountain or on any hill. So why just keep up the pretense? I'm, I'm sick of this. Well, this isn't the hill we're willing to die on. Which one is? Tell me. Specifically, this is the hill. And once we pass that hill, can I call you a coward? Once we're past your hill, imaginary or otherwise, can I call you a coward? Because this is why we're here. People sit in warming pews in churches are cowards, unwilling to say a thing or do anything. Either that or I'm about to get raptured. I don't care what happens here. You're still here, dummy. 
Are we going to be having the same conversation a year from now when things are markedly worse? And you're still holding out the same hope? Unbiblical hope? Yes, I said it. Oh my goodness, look at him dividing the body. The body's already divided. I'm just telling you the truth. I'm, I, I can't. Every week I come on here and I, I, I lose my voice screaming at you. And every week I get five or six messages. Well, uh, do what you want to do. But stop calling yourself something you're not. You're not brave and you're not virtuous by rolling over for the devil. You're not brave and you're not virtuous for not calling sin, sin. You're not brave and you're not virtuous for not calling abomination, abomination. Stop yourself. At least acknowledge that you're a coward. Go sit in the corner and don't bother the rest of us. But instead of doing that little bit, you become a Beth Moore. Well, I could never. Mm. ABC7 also noted that the school cannot comment on how the incident with Smith's daughter didn't cause the discipline to rise to a level of immediate expulsion. I can tell you, mother may I, mother may I, can I give you the answer? Because he was wearing a skirt. That's it. Because he was a boy with a functioning unit pretending to be a girl, going into the girl's bathroom and sodomizing a ninth grader. Is there no national outrage? That's my question. Any moral society would be sick to its stomach. You'd have people out there with pitchforks and axes. But we're not. We're not a moral society anymore. That's a pipe dream. We stopped being a moral society. We're a bunch of perverted hedonists. I know, rising phoenix. <laughs> Look, we got to we got to come to terms with the reality of where we at. I'm sorry. I know some of you are just I'm never listening to him again. He makes me feel uneasy. Well, better late than never, I guess. Because, see, the things I told you six months ago were coming are here. The things I'm telling you today are coming will be here shortly. I know. I know. But you didn't say, thus says the Lord. Because it was just observation. It wasn't prophecy. If somebody, not going to name any names, but if some American prophetic wants to, thus says the Lord it, that's on them. But just because you're able to rationally make an observation based on the available data point, it doesn't mean it's prophecy. Stop. 
but it lends more weight to your words, doesn't it, to say, oh, this, this is a message from on high. Look, and again, I, are you saying, no, I'm not. I believe in prophecy. I believe in dreams. I believe in visions. I believe in the biblical definition of prophetic, but not American prophetic. See, people that were talking about things that were improbable at best 20, 30, 40 years ago, those were prophetic men. People that are licking their finger and shooting it up in the air to see the, the, which way the wind blows and going, well, I feel the Lord telling me. That's not prophetic. Remember we talked about the mess that would be created when you mandated vaccines from airlines to nurses to doctors and such? Have you seen what's happening with Southwest Airlines? What, 2,000 flights canceled? So either there's a lot more people unwilling to be vaccinated than what they're letting on, or all the pilots unwilling to be vaccinated somehow ended up working for Southwest Airlines. Do you understand the level of propaganda that has been going on in this country? including the number of those that willingly went to take the jab. How do you cancel 2,000 flights if, as they say, over 95% of people just went and got the jab? Why won't the other 5% do it? So just rationally walk this through just a smidge. Either every single pilot that is jab skeptic, if you will, works for Southwest Airlines and they have to ground 2,000 flights, or there are a lot more people unwilling to take the jab than what they're letting on. I saw, um, I think it was a shirt. I was walking through the store and I saw somebody's shirt and it stood out to the point that, that I actually memorized what it said. It says, if you can question it, it's science. If you can't question it, it's propaganda. I'm going to say that again because I thought it was extremely insightful and extremely in-depth. If you can question it, it's science. If you can't question it, it's propaganda. What do you think you've been fed for the last two years? Because apparently you can't question anything. Edicts must be followed, even though they're not laws. I'm sorry, an old dementia-riddled man between potty breaks in his diaper comes out and makes a mandate, makes an edict. There's no law there. But, again, just like there are lickspittle propagandists, there are lickspittle corporate overlords who were more than happy to, all right, everybody, get your jobs. Okay, flu season is almost upon us. Could you imagine having to go to the hospital with, the nursing shortage and the doctor shortage they're foreseeing in the next month to three? 
You'd be sitting there waiting in the emergency room for seven hours, probably getting sick from somebody that really has something that you can catch. But that's okay. CNN will come on and say, did you expect to go back to normal? Well, yeah, that's, that's, that's what the diaper wearer-in-chief promised. Remember, build back better. Text me at Joe13373, you know the thing. Let's go, Brandon. And again, it's not, I, I honestly, fervently do not believe that this is intentional. They are that incompetent. And that should scare you more than their intentionality. And the reason I don't believe it's intentional is because the average American citizen still has a way to fight back against the tyranny and against the fascism, because that's what it is. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. See, now, if this would have happened after they'd taken away the guns, then yes, I would have said it's intentional. Because if you war game this thing out, they know that the next elections, they're done. Because by the time the next elections roll around, there, there will be empty stores, there will be empty shelves. Uh, the more they feel like they're losing a grip on their power, tighter they're going to try to hold on to it. So all the mandates and these other lunatic sayings or proclamations are going to become nuttier and nuttier. So you're going to have, by the time the next elections roll around, uh, people will have gotten a taste of what a a, a Democrat-run country will look like. Empty store shelves, higher taxes, higher heating costs, inflation going nuts. So these people know that you can only cheat so much. If, if you, you know, even, this is why at some point, guys like Ceausescu, they, they didn't even have somebody running against them. They didn't have someone from an opposing party running. They're just, all right, let's reaffirm the dictator. 99.3% of the vote. So as long as there's somebody in every state and municipality that's a run against the lunatics, whoever's running against them, that will, will have a message of just bringing things back to normal, just regaining a semblance of morality, just, you know, making sure that your daughter doesn't get sodomized in the high school bathroom when she goes to school, little things like that. Anyone with that kind of message will sweep. They'll get 90% of the vote in, in many places. And you, you can't out-cheat that much. This is why uh, 2016 took them for a loop. They, they cheated in 2016. Don't get me wrong. If you don't think they cheated, look, stop. Don't be naive and don't be a child. They've been cheating elections since Nixon. 
but they didn't think they needed to cheat that much. Now, in 2020, they, they, they did everything they could. They, they left nothing to chance. This is why they had to come up with an absurd number like 80 million people voting for a man that can't put a sentence together. See, there's only so much you can cheat before it becomes absurd. I think we reached the threshold of absurd where we think that Robinette Biden the senior got 80 million votes. Imagine where we were last year and where we are now. I've got friends that took pictures of the gas prices at their local gas station the day that Robinette Biden took his oath of office. It's getting pricey, kids. And so by the time the next elections roll around, there isn't going to – look, they're going to lose. I don't believe they're doing it intentionally. They are this incompetent. Nobody sat down and actually thought this through. We did six months ago, three months ago. I said, if they mandate vaccines for working people, things are going to shut down. The whole thing is going to come to a screeching halt because you know the 200 million that have been vaccinated. Let's go here. Let's talk about it. You know the 200 million people that have gotten the jab. They're all the old people with pre-existing conditions, the retirees, the shrivs of society. That 100 million that still hasn't, they're the ones that are working. They're the ones that are showing up to the nine to five. They're the ones that are showing up to drive truck. They're the ones that are showing up to empty cargo containers. And you're going to tell those people that unless they do something that they're opposed to, unless they put something into their body that has not been proven, they're no longer allowed to work there. Look, you think shortages are, we've seen the end of shortages. You're you're out of your mind. You have no idea how bad it's going to get. And the same goes for medical fields and the same goes for trucking. Because there's trucking companies that have more than nine, what is it, 99 or 999, I think it's 99 employees. There's big national carriers. They're the lifeblood of this country. They're what moves stuff around. If you start mandating that all those truckers get jabbed, it doesn't have to be all of them. 30%. We're already seeing a shortage. We're already seeing certain things not showing up in the store. 30% of drivers say no mas. What was the percentage of pilots? for Southwest, or air traffic controllers. But when you're a zealot, you don't think about the collateral damage. When you're a zealot, you don't think about 
the kind of chaos your decisions will trigger. Pfizer needs to make its billions. Shut up and pull up your sleeve. But I, let's get back to this story, because again, this, this is what is happening. This is the protected class in America. So if you want to get away with it, just wear a skirt if you're a man. Go rob a bank wearing a skirt. They're not going to prosecute you because you're a transgender. ABC7 also noted that the school cannot comment on how the incident with Smith's daughter didn't cause the discipline to rise to the level of immediate expulsion. To the point, Speaker Teresa Lieberman noted that when the Catholic Church passed predator priest from parish to parish, the walls came eventually crashing down on them, and they were finally held accountable for the abuse. When is the Loudoun County Public School Superintendent and this board going to be held accountable? they will only be held accountable by the people because justice has failed. There is no justice. If you think for a second, I didn't do anything, so I've got nothing to be afraid of. There's an old saying uh, back in Russia. I think it goes back to... uh, a guy who used to run the KGB. And his favorite saying was, show me the man and I will show you the crime. But what if he did not commit the crime, comrade? It makes no never mind to me. Justice is broken in America. When a sexual deviant can get away with sodomizing two girls at two different high schools simply because he wears a skirt, and yes, he. Oh, why did you dead gender him? Shut up. I'm waiting for the apocalypse, man. I'm, I'm popping popcorn and waiting. Because how, how, how much worse can it get, really? Before it just we, we start seeing just fire raining down from heaven. Look, I, I have a friend who's a former Green Beret. Uh, guy saw combat. Uh, his wife likes to say that he's not all there most of the time. But we got, we got to talking. And again, I, I, I have friends that I war game these things out with. Uh, because I do need to protect my family. I do need to protect my kids. I, I, God, God gave us critical thinking skills for a reason. So we, we were going back and forth on, you know, if this leads to that and that leads to that, how long before we can expect this sort of conversation? And we were talking about all, all the supply chain issues. And again, it hasn't really gotten bad yet. The fact that kids aren't going to get toys for Christmas is, is really a non-issue. When the food trucks stop running and there's no more goods in the supermarket, that's an issue. 
And we were sitting there going back and forth. And he looks up at me and he goes, you know what, Brother Mike? I've been thinking about this. And if there's any silver lining in this entire thing, it's that they die first. <laughs> I, I, I was taken aback. I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, well, think about it. I mean, you've got a little bit of food, I'm sure. You're, you're, you're not counting on, you know, McDonald's and 7-Eleven for your daily bread every morning. But it's, 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 it's the people living in the big cities that have been brainwashed into the belief that the system will always be there as a crutch and a safety net for them. Those are the people that are going to go out first. When you show up at the Mickey D's and they got nothing, and then you go across the street to the Taco Bell, you know, sure, you're risking diarrhea, but you're hungry. And they got nothing too. The whole thing will devolve very quickly. And it will get very ugly in an instant. So... (laughs) That, that, that was his thing. If there's a silver lining in all of this is that they die first. And it's not a silver lining because I don't want anyone to die. But the way we're headed, it's becoming inevitable. We will see dark days in this country. We will see hunger. We will see lack. We will see how cruel a beast man can become when he's pushed into a corner. Because we've talked about this, but I want to reiterate the idea. We're seeing a spike in murders. We're seeing a spike in violent crime. And it's not by 5 or 6%. It's, it's 100%, 300%. And as of now, there's still crimes of opportunity. They're not crimes of need. They're not existential crimes, meaning that somebody killed because they, they needed something the other person had to live. Imagine when it becomes about survival. When... People aren't getting killed just because somebody felt like punching them in the face as they were walking down the street. But because what they possess, what they own, what what they have can ensure the survival of someone else for another day or two. And I know you're still thinking to yourself, that'll never happen here. How many things that you never thought would happen have happened already? I want to... Wow. We're almost over. We're almost done with the hour, and I haven't even gotten... I guess next week it's Daniel and Jonah. Uh, We'll we'll, we'll tackle the question, but I want to finish this article out because... You need to understand 
that this nation no longer has a moral compass. Justice is no longer something that is blind. And the average citizen is seeing this. And they're swallowing bitterly day after day. And eventually something is going to give. Scott Smith, which is the father of the young lady in question, for his part has made has been made the face of disorder at school board meetings over the past several months. He delivered a fiery presentation to the school board after Ziegler had claimed the school system had no record of any assault occurring in any bathroom. So, can you understand this? They tried to sweep forced sodomy and forced anal sodomy under the rug for no other reason than because the rapist wore a skirt and believed himself to be a girl. This is, this is the mental disease. This is the lunacy that we're embracing as a culture now. They tried to sweep a rape under the rug simply because the rapist was wearing a skirt. In Smith's recollection, he went nuts after another attendee said they did not believe his daughter and he was subsequently arrested. Organizations like the National School Boards Association smeared Smith in a letter to the Biden administration calling parents like him domestic terrorists. So if your child gets sodomized in the public bathroom by a boy wearing a skirt and you complain about it, well, then you're just a domestic terrorist. How much more? Honestly, it's an honest question. Maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm the guy on the ledge screaming like a fool. Maybe other people have a stomach for this kind of nonsense. But honestly, how much more can the average citizen take? Your daughter gets sodomized in the bathroom at school by a boy wearing a skirt. You complain about it, and you're branded a domestic terrorist for complaining. I think they should expel the girl for turning the rapist in. I think that's the only remedy to this. They should make her issue a public apology for being so tempting that he had to rape her. And then they should kick her out because she had the temerity to report a rape. Where are we going? Because we're not there yet. Where are we going? We were talking about, well, I don't know how the people of Sodom were so evil that they tried to knock down Lot's door to get at the angels. Really? You don't know how. Look around. We are Sodom. We are Sodom. And the only thing left is the brimstone. That's it. I know. Oh, Brother Mike. You, no, see, I want, I want to make it happy. I want a little levity. I want to laugh. But can you laugh about these things? 
You're a domestic terrorist for complaining that your kid got raped in a bathroom in high school by a boy wearing a skirt. Where's the justice in that? All right, I'm done. It's almost time. Thank you for joining us. I know we were going to talk about something different, but you have the week. Now, now I'm giving you homework. You have the week to think about this. Is God any less sovereign if things don't turn out the way you thought they would, hope they would, or believe they should? And with that, thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening. And Gino, if you've got anything to say, the floor is yours. Well, I can just tell you that, as Mike said, we're Sodom. We are not only Sodom, we claim to be a Christian country. We claim to have God and that we trust in, in our money. And it's so despicable. You know, Dimitri Dudeman would always say, and I traveled with him a lot as well, he'd say this, this country is worse than Sodom and Gomorrah because we claim to know God. And I, I pray the whole board is fired. The principal fired. They have no right, do not deserve any position of authority in helping educate kids when they don't even have enough sense to protect it. It really grieves me. I had three boys. I didn't have a girl, but I have a granddaughter. And it's, it's enough to make you weep. The other issue is no way. In the World War II generation, would anybody give a bathroom outside of men having men, male bathrooms, women, women's bathrooms, this stupidity of transgender bathrooms is evil and demonic. And where does it end? Judgment. Like Mike said, all that's left is the brimstone. And we should be appalled. We better be, as Christians, knowing what's going on in our local, local schools and going to school board meetings and being active and proactive and knowing what's being taught and what they're doing. Revelation 18 says, Babylon became the home of every demon and foul spirit. And in one hour, it would be judged with fire. Any, you know, it's amazing. When I started booking Mike and Dimitri in the late 19. 80s, early 90s, 1990s. There were pastors that, had, that couldn't even stomach the thought of judgment coming to America. And you know what? Even today, I'm sure there's churches that don't believe judgment's coming. But it's coming. It's deserved. Our country deserves it. And God help the remnant and people to be strong and stand for what they believe and for their values. Thank you for listening to the Light of Truth broadcast. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast, The Light of Truth with Michael Boldea. If you would like to order a copy of today's broadcast, no, don't worry. Visit our website, louder than me, handofhelp.com. If you have questions about our ministry, you can email us at handofhelpoffice at aol.com. Or simply call us at 920-206-9910. God bless you.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.